If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. All right, been a big show already, real big. Arthur Idala, John Katsimatidis, Lee Zeldin. And now, of course, our scheduled Monday morning guest at this time, the editor of the National Review Politico NBC. He does it all. Love this guy, Rich Lowry. Good Monday morning, Rich. How are you? Hey, what's up, brother? How are you? Well, there's a lot up. Uh, Trump is on his way in, and he'll be here this <laughs> afternoon. And I, uh, listen, I've got family members, and uh, I use the word friends loosely, but I've got certainly people I know for a long time. I mean, upwards of 35, 40 years that are celebrating. He got what he deserved. I mean, how more people, by the way, in the law field, Beth, how moronic, how stupid. I, I mean, I don't care how much you hate the guy. Hate his guts. Mm-hmm. You're allowed. It's a democracy. Hate his guts. But how stupid can you be to celebrate what goes against every law we've got in this country, at least what we know now without seeing the indictment? How crazy is that, Rich? Yeah, it's uh, crazy and unworthy. And as Lee was mentioning, even people on the center left have said, wait a minute, what are we doing here? The Washington Post editorial board, this is not how it's supposed to work, and it obviously isn't. Um, you know, the the upside for Trump, obviously, I think he's going to go over 60% and heads-to-heads with uh, Ron DeSantis. There was one um, a couple days ago that had him at 57, and that's just the start. I mean, the coverage uh, has been a wall-to-wall. Just look at Fox. I mean, it's wall-to-wall on this, all sympathetic uh, to Trump. So it's going to be a huge political benefit, at least initially. You know, we'll, we'll see how it wears. Um, the, the Mar-a-Lago raid sort of wore off over time. The thing with this, it's going to be going for in a high-profile way for a long time. I mean, you're going to have a trial at some yeah, point. Yeah. You know, I mean, what I'm worried um, about, but what I'm worried about though, as a Trump supporter, is the cumulative effect. I mean, this is complete nonsense. He will garner sympathy. He's got my sympathy, and you're right. The polls, he's just destroying everybody, including DeSantis. But now the Mar-a-Lago thing is in the news again this morning. January 6th is still out there. Georgia is still out there. Again, these are all dog cases. All four of them are dog cases. But the cumulative effect may, in fact, come back and bite them down the road. That's my fear. Possible. Yeah, I I agree with that. It's going to take some time, though, and it's going to look for a a while like he's just the nominee, and and that's that's it. And if it weighs him down, it's going to be towards the end. I think the the Atlanta case is – BS. I think the in the Mar-a-Lago case, they, he broke laws there, but if you didn't prosecute Hillary Clinton on something worse, and you're not going to prosecute Joe Biden, obviously, on something somewhat comparable, it's just the case there for selective prosecution will be really strong. And I don't think he committed any crimes related to January 6th either, but he could get indicted you know, e- easily three times, maybe four, but easily three. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the indictments don't matter. They can indict him 100 times if he's not convicted. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, you can put him in prison. He can still run this country. We do know that. In fact, yeah. the New York Post did a whole story yesterday on how practically he can run the country 
from prison. I hope we never get there. But you seem uh, very quick to give Donald Trump the nomination, even after Asa Hutchinson announced he's running. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, I'm watching George Stephanopoulos and Jonathan call these two morons on ABC, giving this guy literally 15 minutes of airtime on a Sunday morning. Asa Hutchinson? That's worse yeah. than Mike Pence. Well, that's that's the reason you get in is you if you're an Asa Hutchinson, you get that 15 minutes on Stephanopoulos that you wouldn't yeah. otherwise. But hard to see, R- real hard to see. I always have a dose of modesty about presidential politics. You never know what happens. There, there's someone that usually who surges right at the end of Iowa. Mm-hmm. You have been thinking about Mike Huckabee, you know, Rick Santorum. Um, but it's, it seems unlikely that's going to be Asa Hutchinson. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well. Then who could that be? I mean, is is if it's not Asa Hutchinson? See, I've been saying all along, you know, this it's the Donnie and Ronnie show. Actually, yes, yeah, the Donnie and Ronnie show. Uh, but uh, who's that person? Is it Tim Scott? Is it Nikki Haley? Is it Pompeo? Is it Pence? I don't think any of them have a chance to be competitive, let alone you know, get there at the very end. But if you had to pick one, who would it be? I would say, particularly in Iowa, it could be Pence. There, there are signs that evangelicals have, uh, at least evangelical leaders, have uh, softened on Trump last couple of years. And, and he's he's an evangelical. He speaks their language. He knows, um, has the relationships, knows what drives him. So there's a chance that Pence, I think, could surprise in Iowa. Otherwise, you know, you just look at the rest of the field, and I have this conversation, Sid, with my friends all the time. So who's the – we know the, the two most likely to win the nomination. Who's the third most likely? And, you know, I know a lot of pretty smart people. No one knows. Nobody it's knows. almost an unanswerable question. Nobody knows. So what do you think about uh, Joe Tacopina, the job that he's done? Again, you you know the story. I'm friends with Joseph for 43 years, and he's had quite the career. He already was uh, the man when it came to defense. I mean, Alex Rodriguez and Meek Mill and Lilo Broncado, Leonardo DiCaprio, Yoran Bandeslut. He had some of the biggest names in the last 20 years, even John Gotti when he was a kid. But uh, this one now is a completely different level, and he's on TV 10 times a day. I could barely reach him. What do you think he's doing so far, the job? I think I think he's doing great. You know, we talked about it last week on, on Meet the Press. You know, the fearlessness just speaks of something, you know, confidence in the merits of the case. He'll go anywhere and defend it, literally anywhere. I mean, he's gone on MSNBC. And, um, uh, By the way, he's I, gone on MSNBC I, twice. He's gone on with both Ari Melber and Al Sharpton. Yeah, and he's done. And he's done. Oh, Aaron, and, and, so he literally yes. will go anywhere. Yeah, and he's done. Aaron Burnett on CNN, and yesterday he beat the living daylights out of Stephanopoulos. Beat him yeah. up bad. So the um, I, I missed that one. I have to go go back. Oh, and it's, it's good. another he, sign that this is total BS. Yeah, is getting up to thirty charges. Uh, apparently based on just each piece of paper and each representation and a a log. It's a Kinko's indictment, right? You go to Kinko's, they charge you a nickel for each piece of of paper you're printing or copying. That's what they're doing here to try to make it to uh, seem more consequential and momentous. And the Justice Department warns against this kind of thing, but it's what they're doing because they know actually in their hearts that this is BS too. So i got to play this for you. If you missed the Stephanopoulos interview, Donald Trump has been uh, rough on the judge here in New York, and you can't blame him. It's a blue city, blue state. The judges are no good. The jury is going to be no good. In fact, even people like Alan Dershowitz uh, are saying they want to move this thing to Staten Island. I doubt there'll be a venue change, but it's not a horrible idea. So Trump has been critical of the judge. So Stephanopoulos asks Takapina, how do you feel about the judge? And this ensued Takapina 
kicked his ass. Take a listen. Cut number five. But President Trump has attacked the judge. Is that your team's official legal position? Do you believe the judge is biased? No, I don't believe the judge is biased. I mean, the president's entitled to his own opinion. Look, he's been the victim of a political persecution. You, you know, I, George, you don't have to subscribe to it. I, I honestly don't care. It's a fact. It is a fact because anyone other than Donald Trump would not have been prosecuted for this ridiculous factual scenario. But if you don't believe the, Do believe the, the judge is biased, biased, why is the president saying so? I'm, you're interviewing me, George, right? <laughs> I, I'm, but you're I'm his not attorney. Speaking for anyone else except me. Yeah, I'm, but I'm his attorney, but I'm myself. I, I, I don't, I'm not his PR person. I'm not a spokesperson. He's entitled to his own opinion. And what he's been through, quite frankly, uh, I, I don't blame him for feeling the way he feels. You're asking me my opinion. Do I think the judge is biased? Of course not. How could I subscribe to that when I've had no interactions with the judge that would lead me to believe he's biased? So the answer to that, your question is, my response is absolutely not. How about that? You're interviewing me, George, not Donald Trump. You want my answer? Here's my answer, Big Mouth. Yeah, and and you know he's he's right though about obviously Trump should be upset. And one thing that Trump focuses on, a lot of people don't, is his company only would have been prosecuted because it was called the Trump Organization, right? Not the Smith Organization or the Jones Organization. And then his accountant, Alan Weiselberg, is sitting in Rikers, <laughs> seventy-five, seventy-six-year-old yeah. man, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Only because they're trying to squeeze him to get him to to flip on this Stormy Daniels payment case where apparently hasn't been saying what they want. That is outrageous. And and you think every civil libertarian in the country would be screaming about it. Of course. Obviously not a peep. I mean, if I look outside my, my window right now on 3rd Avenue. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. I can probably spot somebody who's walking the streets, who's had 19 prior arrests, who right now has a mm-hmm. gun in right. their possession, who wants to do evil today. That guy's walking down 3rd Avenue. And like you said, this old Jewish guy, 76 years old, yeah. is in prison in Rikers Island and that's what Alvin Bragg is worried about, how anyone in this city can't be sick about Alvin Bragg, Trump lover or not. I just don't get it. Also, Jonathan Turley made this point in a New York Post column a couple of days ago. If Donald Trump had robbed Stormy Daniels at gunpoint, he'd be off. Right? Yeah. There'd be no question of him getting, <laughs> getting prosecuted. The problem was, and this is another perversity, Sid, right? She was extorting him, yes. right? It was an extortion scheme. He could have gone to the cops, you know, and filed charges against her. And just because he paid it, you know, now he's in trouble. It's, but the whole thing is, is so backwards. I'll tell you who this is great for, though, Joe Biden, because I have not played a Joe Biden gaffe in days. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Nothing. I mean, they're, they're just sitting back and enjoying it. They absolutely are, right? Yep. There's no chance that Joe Biden comes out and says, look, I ran against him. I may do it again. I don't love the guy, but this is unfair. Never? I have a friend of mine who says that the ultimate um, jiu-jitsu move on Biden's part would be to 
pardon Trump tomorrow. <laughs> Trump would be so pissed, right? There, there would be the implicit uh, idea that he was guilty and needed a pardon. Yeah. Joe Biden's above it all. But there's no way, given Biden's face, there's no way he can do it. Well, you know, you talk about a pardon, and we'll wrap it up with this. It took all of one minute for Ron DeSantis to say Thursday afternoon after the indictment was announced, guess what? I'm not getting involved in extradition. I am not going to send a marshal to that man's house. So we've been talking for months, you and I, about this relentless attack by Donald Trump on Ron DeSantis. And when is DeSantis going to fight back? And given the opportunity, DeSantis said, nope, not my guy. You're not getting him. Yeah, I mean, you just can't say a discouraging word at the moment. The emotions are running so high. I think that was a little bit of a uh, a bs statement. It didn't really commit himself to fighting extradition if it came to that. Plus, he knew that Trump had already agreed to go. Right. So it didn't really matter, but showed he, he knows what which way the wind's blowing. So on the way out, which this is, it should be at least, no matter who you are, this afternoon when he arrives in New York and certainly in that courthouse tomorrow, a very sad day in American history. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it's going to be a very memorable day as well. I imagine we'll get something like we did the night uh, of the Access Hollywood tape with Trump with the crowd, uh, you know, um, raising his fist in defiance. I think, you know, we'll very quickly see the mugshot, which uh, we're not supposed to see. And um, uh, this 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 at least in this chapter of American history, we we passed some sort of inflection point where things are things are going. We thought things were crazy prior to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. After Tuesday, they're going to be crazier. No handcuffs, but you're right. There'll be a mugshot. There'll be fingerprints. There'll be all that stuff coming up tomorrow. As always, Rich Lowry, nobody better on a Monday morning. Thank you so much. Thanks, I appreciate it. You're the man. And by the way, your Yankees are three and one. So congrats. There we go. <laughs> we're Talk almost there. Only 158 more to go, Rich. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. The worst day of the season for me is always the, the day after opening day where yes. they don't play. You've waited months. Right. They can't play two games in a row. Why? The Mets play two games in a row, but you're right. The Yankees didn't do it. But a good weekend nevertheless and a great appearance here by Rich Lowry. What a terrific two hours. Author Idala, John Katsimatidis, Lee Zeldin, and Rich Lowry.